Alpha Brainwaves. Welcome to your Total Health Podcast, Higher Purpose Healing, with me, Matthew and Sira, your host. Today in New Orleans with Dr. Lisa and our group of meditators who are on the path to higher learning, delve into the importance of understanding the Alpha Brain Wave and why living in the Alpha Brain Wave state benefits your health. Many derivatives of this topic using the word alpha are also explored during the podcast. Please enjoy. Disclaimer, people are sharing their real experiences in this podcast, which can include adult language and graphic material at times. All the information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not establish a doctor-patient or therapist-client relationship which is only formed when you sign an agreement in person. For any medical questions, consult your primary care physician. All right, y'all, welcome back to round two of our amazing meditation workshop where the topic is gonna be understanding the alpha brain wave state, why it's healing and how to get into it, and once you're into it, how to live in it. So welcome everybody and thank you for being here. I'd like to go around and just introduce everybody. I'm here with Dr. Lisa and... Uh, I'm Lisa. I'm Kasia. Marsha. Lindsay. I'm Sylvia. Matt. Jesse. Jane. That's what I'm talking about. And this is Matthew and Sarah. So today we're going to talk about something that's super important because today in the world there's a lot of stress. There's always been stress, frankly. However, today it seems like there's more stress than people can handle. And when it comes to the brain waves and how we function, we can surmise that most of us have more thoughts than we want. So by a show of hands, who has more thoughts than they want to have? Okay, for the record, everybody's hand went up. <clears throat> so we live in a beta state. And you know, a lot of times what happens when in electronics and IT world, when they're rolling out something new, they'll tell you, this is in the beta stage. And do you want to try it? Because it's experimental. And it's something that is also environmental. Lisa and I talk a lot about set and setting. And your piece is a direct correlation to your set and setting. So what does that mean? Um, set and setting would be, you know, if you know that nature sort of soothes you and brings you into a different state, then your set and setting would be nature or whatever you know, you can, you can create your alpha state or your calmer state. And so if you're in a place that's active or chaotic, if you can go to your set and setting where both internal and external, then you can create that in your brain. That's it. So our true nature is reflected in nature, right? And if you think about all of the insects, animals, and creatures in nature in general, they're likely all in the alpha state because they have to be alert. Mm. Otherwise, they're gonna get eaten real quick. But they have to be relaxed. Otherwise, they'll exhaust themselves immediately. So the alpha state is a state that has fewer thoughts, which means your brain wave is a little bit slower. And it also allows you to feel relaxed and alert. And more importantly, it's a state in which you learn at a high capacity. So if you can arrive at an alpha state on a regular basis, 
you're actually training your brain to want to go to that alpha state. Now we all naturally pass through alpha as we're waking up in the morning and also when we're going to sleep. So there's a lot of hacks, if you will, to helping you change your constitution through thinking about the state you wanna be in when you're in those transitions, those two particular transitions. So a lot of people just exhaust the end of the day and they go to bed. Or a lot of people have a hard time going to bed and toss and turn and lament and their mind goes wild and all this sort of thing. And sometimes they fall asleep without realizing it and then they wake up later on and it's just this cycle. So if you can program yourself when you wake up before you get out of bed and experience what it is you want to have that day look like inside of you from an energetic standpoint, you're basically setting the stage for your experience. If you wake up with your spouse or partner and what have you and you get in this big old fight, well, you have to catch yourself in that moment and say, whoa, 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 this is not how we wanna roll out of bed or into the day. Let us recalibrate this so that we can be in this whole space and decide how we wanna enjoy our day. And then you'll usually find that everybody in your world, if you will, as you flow through the day, will complement that. So part of the alpha state, it allows you to access that subconscious. So you're allowing, you're able to sort of create and manifest from your subconscious what you want for the day. It's pretty awesome. It is. And just to qualify for everybody out there and in here, your subconscious is your body. There's not really anybody talking about that that I'm aware of very distinctly, okay? We have our conscious mind, and then we have our subconscious, and it's kind of this nebulous thing, but it's really this vessel. And everything we experience in life gets stored in this vessel, or it gets grounded through this vessel. Since the majority of us aren't really grounded or don't know how to ground, or forgot, because we all do know when we come in to this planet, unfortunately, a lot of our aches and pains are a result of those events, the thought going to an emotion, going into the body, instead of it being processed through the body. And so then it shows up as an ache or a pain. And we know we don't stay on that thought forever, so that tends to fade away, but it's still in the system. And that's why when you have a thought during the day that could be triggered by something, or it could be randomly brought about by your mind siphoning through its mass of backlog that you'll cause your body to tense up in one area or another. And you'll be like, oh my God, where did that come from? And then you have to really think about where did that come from, right? When you're in an alpha state, it allows you to pay more attention to what's really going on when it happens. So we talk about in meditation, one of the heights of meditation might be if you're walking somewhere and you stub your toe, you are conscious enough to know what you were saying in that moment or what you were thinking in that moment or who you're with, what they were communicating in that moment. Because your body being your best friend and your ultimate communicator is communicating to you that, hey, something's out of alignment with your mind, which is the commander that's supposed to be running this body. Because the body will do what the mind tells it to do. 
And it takes a strong mind to overcome the limitations that were put on us in some capacity of the body. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So being in an alpha state supports that ability. And when we meditate, you go into that alpha state. When you do Qigong, you go into that alpha state. I think the last podcast we talked about, if you sat on your couch for 30 minutes, some people suggest 90 minutes, but a minimum of 30 minutes, and you do nothing. You literally allow your mind to be still. If you're cold, you should have a blank before you start. If the window's open and you don't like the traffic noise, you should close it before you sit on the couch. If you're hungry, you should eat before you start the process. If you're thirsty, make sure you drink the water before you do it. If you gotta use the bathroom, you get the point. You're doing nothing, no matter what is going on in your environment. And then slowly, you allow your brain from monkey mind to alpha fading into that state. <clears throat> and your thoughts reduce. And the longer you stay, the slower your brainwave gets. And then you can get into theta and delta and all that, and you fall asleep and this sort of thing if you're tired, or you just start to propagate all these solutions. You start to get all these answers for things that you know you needed to solve. How am I gonna handle this business decision? How am I gonna handle this relationship decision? How am I gonna handle the situation with my children? Et cetera, et cetera. And so that's one way. Now, another way you can get into alpha is through exercise. You know, I think Lisa wrote a blog post or has a blog post about this, um, that she would wake up and run every morning and it would bring her in with all these natural drugs of the body into this state, which is in effect alpha state, where it relaxed you because you exhausted any tension or stress that you had when you woke up. Another great way to do that is just like a walking meditation where you just walk in nature. But you have to do it sometimes for like an hour or two hours where you just really... Um, to get into that state. Sometimes it's not fast. You have to, you know, be persistent and just keep going until your thoughts start to drop away. That's it. So like an hour long yoga class would be another example because at the end you get into Shavasana. And so you've exhausted yoke the body and then you finally get to rest and integrate what it is you've done. And hopefully at that point your mind's calm. And She's right, it does take a long time for people. And if you do it regularly, you're more likely to achieve that state faster, but you still sometimes have to go into the practice to do it. And if you do it for you know, five, 10 years or more, you should start to live in that state, to be honest. You know? So the Qigong practice, if you do a static practice every day, you know, that practice anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, uh, in the advanced levels, it could be up to two hours. And in reality, you're living in that alpha state. You're actually breathing with the same breath that you do when you do the practice because you're so regularly pro programming that into your system, okay? Everybody here has tea this morning and purposely because tea, although the effect lasts only for you know 20 to 40 minutes, does certain kind of teas, black tea, green tea, and, and white tea, there's a few others, that will put you in an alpha state. There is a... Um, Theanine, theanine, I think, am I pronouncing it right? It's what's in the tea that brings you to that state. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, something to note just about those teas, not to segue too far off the topic, green tea is great. However, too much green tea will dehydrate you. So just note that. Mm. 
Turmeric will do the same thing for those that are taking turmeric on a daily basis. So that's a whole, we have, we got a blog post about dehydration. That's another issue that uh, plagues a lot of people and what you do and what you don't do food wise. Anyways, so that's that. So who here consciously understands being in the alpha state through your practices? Okay, so let's go around and let's talk about it as you understand it. It's the place that I have no thought. When I get to a place of no thought, so my body feels relaxed and I'm just in a place of no thoughts. Um, I just stop hearing whatever is going on around me and I don't even feel like I'm here. I feel like I'm somewhere else where there is nothing and total peace. I kind of get to a point where, yeah, I black out my senses, but I'm, sometimes I do, if I'm doing a candle uh, meditation, I do concentrate on the candle and I just feel very calm, no thoughts. I didn't know what alpha state was before today and I didn't even know why I was coming here. I just woke up and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, okay, feels like I should be here. And, uh, and now I do understand and it's just interesting because I've been thinking lately, I used to do morning and night meditations and I now realize it's because that's when you're naturally in the alpha state. So it's an easy transition. And I haven't been doing that because I've let work just take over and it's, I can't calm my mind. It's been too fast and it's a cycle. And so now I realize that. And to me, it was a time to sit for half an hour or so. And at first it's all the thoughts bubbling up and it's the thoughts you don't even realize you're thinking and you let them go and then you let you know yourself just be and it really sets the tone for the day and for sleeping at night so i feel like this is kind of transitioning to a more positive next level so i'm just really glad that we're talking about this and i'm really glad that i showed up so thank you okay, thank you yeah. <laughs> that's awesome just jump i have no idea what is being <laughs> 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 I think what Lisa said was very advanced, no thoughts, because I'm noticing as I progress my meditative states now, instead of getting lost in a thought and I just continue that thought and, oh, bring myself back to meditation, I now see a point where there's time between thoughts. And when you have time between thoughts, it's like the first step of noticing you go to alpha. And so like, when I go to meditative states, my goal is to like not think. Uh-huh. And so when you get time between those thoughts is when I really feel it. Alpha is pretty much like my best friend. Um, I didn't know this as a child. It wasn't until lots of learning experiences and people that crossed your path that kind of hinted to what I was doing. And it started basically as a child before bed every night. And I would go through this whole phase. So I'd talk about like 10 years as a child because I'd be so afraid of X, Y, Z. And I'd practice in my mind and I would associate it to the stars. And it would start like being on a boat where you're laying on the deck of the boat and you're letting the current just kind of carry through your body in this rhythmic state. And then it would slowly start to progress into colors like a kaleidoscope in my mind. 
And then slowly the sensation of my body would start to lift and it would start to go into this like state of like wah, 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 and then the stars would start coming through. And that would be the place I would seek out whenever anything would go crazy. But it, life and everything that starts to take over, you forget why that was such an important thing as a kid. And just, it's a weird thing to know you can do, but something as an adult that I'm just going like, I don't even want to slow my brain down to go there anymore because mm -hmm. there's a part of losing a little piece and there's a truth in regaining it again with new perspective mm -hmm. of actual awareness of what you're doing. So for me, Alpha is this love-hate relationship right now that I need to like hone back into my long-lost best friend. <laughs> okay, I'm doing it right now. Um, I didn't know I did this because being ADHD, my mind is like everywhere. And I didn't realize that when I just, I did this a lot in school, I just vegged out and I was out there. Look at me, look like I'm sitting here and you know, I'm listening to everybody, but I'm elsewhere. And I just think it was a coping mechanism because I had to, I had to just slow my head down somehow, some way. And I didn't know I did it. And it just, you know, could I be in the stars? But I know what's going on around me, you know, and, and when it's happening. But um, yeah, it saved me. Beautiful. So interesting to the last uh, two comments. Let's talk about this because this is, I think, a universal situation. Got hot. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like us to open the window? No. Okay. <laughs> we talked about set and setting for a second, and we talked about beta briefly. Most people live in beta. Beta is the goings on, the hustle and bustle. You know, you're always active. It's a higher frequency of the brain. The only one above that is gamma, which actually, if you can be in gamma, that surpasses beta from a learning standpoint, similar to alpha, just in a very fast patterned way, which is if you can live in gamma, that's amazing, right? So I've experienced that before and did not understand it at all. And it felt like everything was moving in slow motion, but in reality, I was just moving so freaking fast that it put everything into a slow pace. So we're not talking about gamma today per se, however. Matrix. Yes, thank you. 30 yes. minutes or higher. Mm -hmm. That's that. So the alpha state and the beta state are usually the two states that people kind of go in and out of, whereas most people sadly don't necessarily experience the alpha outside of their waking up and going to sleep, for those who can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it is a lot of people. I think we met a guy who uh, hadn't slept in about 20 years. This guy had a lot, this is a whole medical issue world situation we're not going to go into. However, the sad fact that this fellow just had been living in that traumatic um, sleep deprived state, which anyone has had any type of a sleep deprivation knows it's for real, mm -hmm. right? And that will also put you into a super alert and hyper state uh, being that you're not sleeping for a long time. The beta state has a lot to do with environment. So we're constantly being bombarded by outside influences, by your phone alone, by people in society, by the news, by anything that you're going to open yourself up to. And it can be good. However, it can be too much. And so the idea of unplugging 
like sitting on the couch, is equally important. And checking your phone now that they show you how much usage you are on your phone with and in what categories, I think that's kind of funny in a way. Because they're telling you you've got a problem. Here's the phone that we're giving you and you have a problem with it. And, <laughs> and we will prove it to you. <laughs> it's like, in your face. Um, so it all comes back down to self-discipline. Because no matter who's around you and whatever they're going to be doing, if you're constantly continuing to go to that person's house or continuing to be on the phone with that person or continuing a relationship that you know is ultimately not good for your health on many a level because maybe you have exceeded where that relationship state and level was by doing your own work and doing your own practices, then there comes a time where you're not closing the door on people. You just have to respect yourself enough to know that's not complimenting me at this stage in my game. And when they're ready and when they have their own awakening or process, at least for me, they're welcome back because they served a purpose and I served a purpose for them. And so the set and setting and the idea of living in beta is a real thing when you decide to make the break to alpha, because that means that you're ultimately going to have to do something that the average person does not do because the percentage of people that are actually meditating on a regular basis certainly have grown and is a lot higher, but on the whole is very, very, very small. Just like left-handed people are 10% of the population. They use the right brain. That is associated with being an alpha more naturally than a right-handed person. Interesting. Now, what those folks that are right-handed could do, and what I recommend all people do, because you have two hemispheres of the brain, and although both hemispheres operate the whole body, one hemisphere tends to dominate or control the opposite side of the body in the capacity that you understand how it's sected and and set up. Leaving that aside, for the right-handed people and the left-handed people, you should continue to use your dominance however you should develop your non-dominance. And so by being right-handed and using your left hand, I recommend you write a sentence every day. And truthfully, you may have soreness in your forearm from that, just that one sentence the first time at it. However, then you move on to writing your ABCs like you did in school. I don't know if they still do that in school because school is so freaking different now than it was when we went. (laughs) However, I would write your ABCs and I would write them uh, in cursive and I would write them in print. And so for... uh, a left-handed person, do the same thing with your right hand. And so you, you shave, you brush your teeth, uh, you brush your hair, uh, you write, you eat. Now, Europeans tend to eat with their left hand, which I find very interesting. However, us as Americans, or South Americans, Americans, period, we tend to use our right hand if you're right hand and left hand if you're left hand. You know, sometimes they'll cut with the left hand and go back to you with the right hand. So it's not a universal thing. So anyways... Addressing the alpha is also addressing the right brain. And since the majority of people are right-handed, for those folks to help you and support for developing your alpha side, using your left by developing your right hemisphere is of a great help to you. Okay, so we've talked in general about this. Let's talk about one exercise that's so simple that will get you into an alpha state that you could do in any environment 
And you can do with chaos around you, or you can do a complete peace at your home. Because I think that's the most important thing is to have the tool that plugs in no matter what. Because in life today, I have to seek out my peace away from activity, as do most of us. And even in the most remote places, you still hear the airplane or the neighboring gunshot from somebody hunting or God knows what else is going on, car from a distant highway and what have you. So unless you're living out somewhere in the Alps or the mountains, which is wonderful, if you're close to a city, this is a very big challenge. So usually they talk about alpha state with the eyes closed. Obviously, it's very challenging with the eyes open because you're taking in all this information and you're not shutting down that main sense to go to a deep, calm place. Unless you train something like the candle exercise because you're doing it with your eyes open and you're programming your entire system to stay focused, which this exercise has something to do with as well. With the eyes open, if you pick a point of contact, there's two ways to look at it. You're going to have a hard stare or you're going to have a soft gaze. When you look at something hard, you tend not to see anything else. And how aware can you truly be if you can't see everything? If you looked with the soft gaze, the tension in the muscles of your eyes are less. So they're relaxed which is associated with being in the alpha state. And in that relaxation, you're able to see a broader span and greater perspective and peripheral views that you wouldn't should you look very diligently. So in this exercise, all you have to do is sit on a park bench. This rug has a lot of design that we brought in here. You can pick one specific point on this rug and just give it a gentle, soft gaze. And if you're not really looking at it per se, other than that's your point of contact, and you allow everything to relax, you can see all the patterns over time. You can see all the people around you. And you can see the surrounding environment. Now, the key to this exercise is three minutes. If you're able to pick a point, to remain still, to calm the mind, and to look at one focal point with a soft gaze for a minimum of three minutes without distraction, you will have put yourself into an alpha state. So let's begin.
Take note of your thoughts. Take note of the pressure in your skull. Notice your breath. Understand your state of calm. Imagine yourself going throughout your day like this. Now close your eyes. You can travel now, passively or actively. You can drift. Without attachment, you can sift through that which is presented to you. Should you choose to engage in some activity of learning, you would be able to assimilate that information rapidly. You could handle conversations with your family much easier. co-workers, or your boss. You magically become more attractive to other people in an energetic way. People are seeking calm, peace, a state of happiness that within three minutes you've achieved. So let's leave happiness on the table since it's a fleeting moment. Ask yourself, out loud in your own mind, what is peace? Is it not the peace of you that you're experiencing now? The alpha state is a healing state. 
can cause yourself to heal all day long. Going in and out of the alpha state. So here is the master challenge. During your waking hours, once every hour, perform this three minute exercise and see how long during that hour after concluding, you're able to maintain that state of being. We talk about set, set and setting. What you decide to set your mindset to is the set. The setting is the environment. When the internal environment is set permanently to a state of peace, you start to influence the outside setting. Notice the quality of energy that you are now possessing. When you're in the office state, it's the state in which you can program things to your body, to your subconscious. Let's take, for instance, any particular body aches you might have. So in this state, I want you to create with your mind the quality of energy that you would like that body ache to experience. And put it there. Possibly it would feel free and expanded, strong, supple. Flexible. Relaxed. Now let's take this to a relationship. 
choose somebody who may be more difficult for you to engage with. But before you go there, maintain your state of being and decide how you would like to be independent of them energetically in their presence. And you might extend a little purple light in their direction to soften them. And then experience yourself in the state of peace and energy you've decided with them in front of you now. Doing these exercises the first time may or may not be easy. However, with regular practice and understanding your alpha state, you can slowly start to live more and more in the alpha state. And in your own mind and body, you can practice the outcomes energetically you want to experience with aspects of your life. So let's go back to the point on the rug that you are focusing on with your eyes open. <clears throat> there is something that's talked about that's called the alpha block, meaning blocking the state of achieving alpha brainwave. And it's usually associated with your eyes being open However, should you allow your focus to be soft, your gaze to be gentle, and allow yourself at least three minutes, you can in fact shift into the alpha state. And this can be done anywhere, obviously in a busy area of outside public, it requires more practice yet it can be achieved. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, let's say at the airport, you can practice this. So let's all take a deep breath. Big exhale sigh. Now, Let's communicate and see if you can maintain as much of that state as possible. A 
lot of times moving activities are challenging to maintain an alpha state. People who do presentations and speaking and all this sort of a thing, they say, well, it's very difficult to stay in an alpha state when you do that. Qigong. There's moving Qigong and there's static Qigong. To be in the alpha state is associated with Qigong. If it's a very slow moving, it can be achieved. If it's learned static first, it will be built to be achieved more easily. So let's talk about what we experienced, what was difficult, what worked. It just, um, it was like a uh, flash, you know, like, like the light went on. I just realized that it's something I do naturally and I never thought to expand it out. You know what I mean? It's just, it's easy for me just to gaze and to, and to do that, which, you know, a lot of things aren't that easy for me, you know, with the busy mind and, that and such. But I realized that I didn't even think of it as like, that's how you start your meditation. So that's how you start to program what you want for the day or just program yourself, like you said, go in where you're hurting and, and that type of thing. It just never even dawned on me. Like, use it. If this is something that you can do, just expand it and just do it until today. Yeah, no, the pain aspect, I think I've never associated that aspect to being in that state. Um, definitely have used it in the academic setting, transcribing notes in classes, practicing it while driving. In the last year or two, I've just kind of, I don't know, denied myself the pleasure of returning to my best friend, Alpha. Um, but definitely the dematerialization of seeing the rug and how it, the patterns can stand and how it's not fixed. Like everything is like a conscious matter moving. I think that's the awesomeness of just seeing how transparent the world we are that we live in. I didn't find it difficult at all. I felt great. Um, I remember just when you breathe in and out, you feel your heart beating very fiercely. I felt it in my ear at one point and just felt tranquil and then lots of lights when we closed my eyes and not many thoughts. So it was great. I mean, I think I can get the glimpse <laughs> of what is it, but I'm not there yet. And I know I can do better than that. Um, one thing I want to point, I don't know why when I'm meditating, when I'm about to get calm, I get a headache and it goes away after a while, but I get a headache right in front of here. So I, I think it was something that I, I kept experienced, so I don't know why. Usually when people are overtired, when they meditate, they'll want to fall asleep. And so with respect to your getting a headache, it's possible that there's more tension that you hold in that area than you're realizing. And I know you, and your mind is extremely busy, which is why it's challenging for you to calm down. However, I would, I feel that if you were to do that with any regularity, you would overcome the headache part uh -huh. in transition. Okay. Not drinking caffeine, get it through a long time before you <laughs> there we go. Now we see uh, both sides of the coin. Yes. 
I didn't have any problem getting into it, but I could not keep my eyes open. So as soon as I looked at the spot, they just went closed. Um, so that just explains Overtired? Yeah. Yeah. I also love my caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're sitting next to each other. Yes. <laughs> this is the caffeine rainbow right here. <laughs> I drink 14 liters of coffee. <gasps> Excuse me? 14 <laughs> liters of coffee. <laughs> a month? Yes. Okay. If someone had that project for school asking how much coffee, uh, cups of coffee you drink in a day. Mm -hmm. So I was answering. I was like, okay, let me make the math. 14. Wow. That's a lot of coffee. Yeah, congratulations. So, that's, that's only like 16 ounces a day. Yeah, exactly. So I do 12 ounces a day. So like, I don't you think it's, like, I, I, I try really to limit that to what I can. Oh, then I'm way over you. Yeah. Yeah, so you're dependent on it, mm -hmm. and she's just consistent with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need it to get through the day, like to work. So, so uh, yeah, please. at one point when I was a resident, I was drinking six cups of coffee a day. Yeah. And um, I found out I was pregnant with Lily, and so you, that's it. So I went cold turkey, and wow. I had the worst headaches for like two weeks. Wow. It, then it was over. So I wouldn't recommend that. Mm -hmm. However, um, it's just, it's, yeah, you have to gradually. just slowly, gradually decrease it. Find a new vice. And so one thing, dandelion tea, dandy tea, it tastes like coffee. It has no caffeine. It's a liver detox. So it's actually really great. And so that's my, cause I'm a cat. I love coffee. I just love it. And so that has been my replacement. So I'm, I'm, I should be sitting over there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> broken free of the, but, um, you know, so I wouldn't say go cold turkey. It's just not, you have to slowly. I switched to decaf after a while whenever I, work was not insane. And that was a good compromise because I still felt like I was drinking it. Try the dandy tea. I've got it. I just need to do it. Mm -hmm. So to complement that, coffee blinds the liver. Coffee in its, in its own right is not a negative thing by any stretch of the imagination. Culture's been having it forever, right? It serves a lot of purposes, in fact. However, too much of anything for too long, clearly, just like turmeric, right, or green tea dehydrating you, too much coffee will blind your liver. And if you've got a lot of anger, and God forbid you're drinking a lot, those are three combos that kicks your liver's butt. Okay? So these are just things to think about because... When we talk about meditation, we talk about brain wave states, we talk about our diet, we talk about the intake of our liquid, we talk about the health of our organs, we talk about all things holistically regulating our well-being as it relates to this podcast and the work that Dr. Lisa and I do. So these things have to be known because without the knowledge, you really can't make any difference for yourself. And then without the self-discipline, the knowledge is useless as well. So there's a lot of good things uncovered. <laughs> um, uh, Jane uh, made me think of, you know, in my past that I had gotten into like an, I think, an alpha state. I can block things out, you know, when, in a very stressful situation. And I'm thinking, I started thinking when I was staring at the path, I thought, where did I learn that from? And I'm thinking, I don't know. I, I don't know if I learned it from my, maybe my mom. You know, and I thought, geez, because um, the oldest of five, we would get crazy. She would just sit and read a book. 
and it and totally you know zone out from us and I'm, I don't know if that mm-hmm. is relates or not and then another thought I had was gee this this must be what a lot of prisoners of war must do mm-hmm. you know I don't know where that came from <laughs> and it's like whoa you know but anyway it's very interesting and I did feel like pressure on the top of my head mm-hmm. It was, you know, it was a good exercise for me. And I hope I can remember to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you said you could do it with any, any object. And that's really important to use that, you know. So along the lines of that prisoner of war, um, you know, Eli Frankel is the oh. person who wrote that book. Right. And so oh. part of what, he, you know, you, it must have been now thinking about it, the alpha state because you create the life that you want or you live in this imaginary and that's how you make it through. And the way you get to that imagination and that creation yeah. is in the alpha state. So actually that makes a lot of that's sense. That's a good read, Man's oh. Search for Meeting. Is that the one with the Holocaust? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Victor Frankl. Oh, Victor yeah, Frankl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like my favorite book, and it's so funny. I passed it to you. It I changed know. your world. Oh, it did. It changed my whole life. Awesome. Such a, you know, those books that you get, and you just say, it's like, wow, you know, I'm just yeah. I think it's, about a person. I think it's interesting, though, like how society kind of beats it out of you by, like, teachers or people telling you to, like, no, focus. I was such a dreamer as a kid. I lived mm-hmm. in this fantasy world. And it put me at a deficit with my peers. And I had a lot of social issues with my peers because my mind was naturally always in an alpha state. I carry that through. I could read a book anywhere. I just, nothing bothered me. And it wasn't until people told me it should bother me that I started to really own the issues that bothered me. And it slowly made me like step outside of what I was naturally programmed to do. Mm-hmm. And now having to find peace with that is the next step. Right. What is it that we were listening to or talking about yesterday in the car as it related to <clears throat> the alpha state or relaxation or, do you remember? Uh, yeah, maybe. It, was, it was along the lines, basically, and it's particularly with children, allowing them to have their own power and experience and to play out what they need to imaginatively or creatively or otherwise, which a lot of times for us, I would imagine, at least for me as well, that was nixed whether it was through the program of school or the parental rearing that was a model that was outdated for this new generation coming up, which is always tends to be the case. And it really, it's something that ultimately as an adult, we have to return to for the health of our well-being. And that's a lot to do with going back to your friend, the Alpha. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kasha? One cup of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I never finish it, so this is my first in about three days. Um, I find it very easy to get into the alpha state. I can do it anywhere, and that's not always a good thing, especially when I'm driving. Um, but as soon as I started, the rug just dissolved. The colors started changing, the patterns came out, and it just started dissolving everything, and everybody started to dissolve, and I, my eyes wanted to close so bad. Um, so it's pretty easy for me to get into the alpha state, but coming out of it is difficult. 
I get nauseated. Like as soon as you said, open your eyes, and I had to force myself to hurry up and get out of it, I started feeling nauseated. And I think I told you before, like when I first wake up in the morning, I have to lay in bed for several minutes because I, I get so nauseous and it lasts about five to 10 minutes. And if I get up while I'm still in that state, I'm gonna pass out. So I have to gradually come out of it. But um, I, I live in that state most of the time. I, I'm around somebody that's going on about football or whatever that I'm not interested in. And I'm just, I zone out, I put myself in the alpha state and they're talking, I just don't hear them. I like it. I, I wish I could stay in that state all the time, but <laughs> life. <laughs> so let's talk about that, though, because a lot of people, I think, probably have that issue. And, you know, in a Qigong practice, when you come out of it, there's some routine that you do in order to stay grounded and to reground. And it would be interesting if when you wake up in the morning, you were able to sit at the edge of your bed with your feet flat and to do some deep belly breathing and then connect with the earth and start to breathe in and out with the earth, which would be a similar thing if you're in an alpha state and you have to go into a busy place where you're not comfortable with that transition, doing that as well. Again, whatever we do on a regular basis, we're more comfortable doing. And if you're doing it randomly, or if it starts to happen to you automatically, which that does take effect, especially when you talk about energy cultivation and all of a sudden energy is pouring in you and it's pouring out you so that your body's starting and your systems are starting to prepare for that traffic, if you will, at any given time, it takes some getting used to. And so we always have to go back to being grounded on the earth. So what is she, when she's speaking about the nauseousness, I had a situation the other night doing cards. I did too many cards. I didn't have the right boundary. I got this nauseous feeling and it was horrific. So like, can you give us a little more insight to this <clears throat> nauseousness? Absolutely. Uh, if when I'm doing body work on somebody, if I'm just constantly taking that into my system and I'm not passing it through to the earth or letting it out through my hands or through my eyes or through my breath or through my feet, I'm going to start to take on your junk, get sick. You'll feel great. I'll feel horrible and I will get that nauseousness. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it is. And I'd like to add one thing. It may be partly your resistance of coming out of that alpha state. Um, two is another thought that just came to me about that is just having that resistance if you love to be in that state and having to leave it, that it makes you sick to have to leave it. So um, it's something I think that you could think about. Wow. Plus two, I found alpha to be really, when I drove from New Orleans to Boston back and forth, like when I would discipline myself into the alpha state, like finding your consciousness within alpha is the most liberating experience. So if you're naturally in it, you can totally listen to what they're saying about football, but it has no effect on you. You can still be a participant, but it doesn't like have any influx into your bubble basically. So I don't know, with driving or whatever, you should maybe think about it a little bit differently because if you love alpha as much as you do, you'll enjoy driving in an alpha state. <laughs> commute between here and Ponchatoula because when I'm on that road for an hour uh, it's like a sin thing mm -hmm. for me it's like I, I even see the bubble around my car I'm aware of what goes on but I'm just I'm relaxed and I'm just I'm, I'm still 
but I'm moving, if that makes any sense. And that's, I love that good. drive. Other people like, tell me, I couldn't do that drive back and forth. And I love it. That's my favorite part, mm -hmm. is the drive. De-stress. Mm -hmm. I, too, got tired today. Mm -hmm. So I was taking care of my daughter all week and didn't get a lot of sleep. And so as soon as the pattern started moving, my eyes just wanted to shut. And I wanted to just relax and go to sleep. I wanted to go to Delta. <laughs> that's that. Oh, that's beautiful. Again, we revisit the beauty of all of our experiences being slightly different, but always connected, right? So it's interesting, I listened to a TED Talk recently, and the gentleman from Taipei, this was a TED Talk in Taipei, and I'll put it in the show notes um, who it was. I apologize for not remembering his name right now. But he talked about the connectedness amongst us, right? And I think the last podcast we talked about, I was explaining that our connectedness is really, it's really important to first connect with yourself and to be one in all your systems. And then from there, you can recognize the other folks. Because then, if not, you get into this projection or you get into this mirroring that really isn't your mirror, right? What he's saying is that we're all connected by iron that was not naturally formed back when the supernovas were crashing and, and creating them themselves. And that uh, we're correct, uh, connected to our breath and then we're connected, obviously, with the environment. We talk, go back to the nature is a reflection of our nature. The plants and the trees complementing every breath and our synergy of life. And then the mind. And then that's the consciousness. And so those three things, so we're talking about an element. We're talking about the breath with the entire environment, which is the setting, right? And then we're talking about the mind, which is the set. Back to the set and setting. And so it's so vital for us collectively to do our own work to the degree that we're understanding it and then to seek out information, be it through a book, a podcast, a class. There's so much out there and collectively build those pieces of you that you feel are not to the degree that they could be in solidarity, understanding, knowledge, strength, what, what have you. So I want to talk a little bit about because there's so much change in the world today, it's just phenomenal. And there's this issue of kindness and consideration that's required for us to move forward. And the idea of the one is only one when the individual has won themselves and is confident with who they are and is able to be at peace with all of the trauma and drama that have brought them to this point today in life and to extract and pull in the lessons and all of the gifts that are given through those tragedies that are really just tools for learning that help us, right? Mm -hmm. The alpha state as an alpha male or an alpha female is not to be confused with the alpha brainwave, although they're similar. Now there's a difference between the alpha who is the big beat my chest, stand up, and, da, 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 da. and the guy who is calm, or the girl, or the woman, the lady, that is very confident in their state, knowing of their abilities. And through their presence alone, has an effective change throughout the group. And so the old paradigm, you know, I was on a vacation with 
my family and one of my brothers is like, well, you know, you got to have competition and all this. And I understand competition will prove certain things out, but it's the last of the steps in the process, not the first. And I think when it's the first, you forego the cultivation. Because in reality, once you're fully cultivated, there is no competition because you stand alone. And you're not there for the competition, which allows you to stand all together. Because otherwise, you're only standing in a group that are all designed to compete. And in what truth is there really in that space? In some situations, possibly there is, if the former was cultivated to do so. However, across society at large, that isn't necessarily what happens. And so being an alpha for the sake of being an alpha is not becoming for the community or society that really needs leadership that has to come from within that first allows other people to see something different and inspire it to be more for themselves. And so for all those alphas out there, of which I'm one, let's understand the undoing of something that is not becoming and the beginning or the continued cultivation of something that is dawning, right? So just as the sun rises and sets and provides us much, we need to decide which of those things are gonna set permanently and then reset them in the mind and being for that wholeness. And then our setting as the sun rises again will be that much more. And so this three-minute exercise is for everyone and anyone who decides they want to take on their process of understanding their alpha state, especially if they're overwhelmed by their beta stress state, which I don't think we talked expansively about that, but let it be known, if you're stressed and you can't handle it, if you have anxiety and it's overwhelming, your fastest medication is with your own personal ability to sit for three minutes <laughs> and uh, create that alpha state, which reduces the amount of thoughts and allows you to shift all reality. So, big example to reiterate. You're in a storm of problems, whether it's in the moment that will pass or a big project that is like a nine month issue or a two-year issue, or what have you. Every time you go to that place where you feel like you're falling apart, should you consciously be able to step out, go to the bathroom. The bathroom's a great place to get some peace in lieu of a busy atmosphere. Seriously, yeah. pick a stall. I mean, if we've got to choose something where you really shouldn't be bothered, <laughs> that's the place, right? So, three minutes. Three minutes allows you to drop into that space. Once you're there, know what you can do with your energy, decide how you want the setting to be, and put that energy in your body, and then return to the scenario, and see if you can't find yourself a little more pliable to the onslaught of whatever it is you have to deal with. And see how long you can hold that alpha state. That's being an alpha. Being an alpha is taking charge of yourself. That's alpha. That's the true alpha. Because you're calm. Why are you calm? Because you know you're not bothered by all these other things that are going on because you're good with where you're at inside of you. As a matter of fact, 
It's not the loud mouth we should worry about, it's the calm one. But the cultivated calm one is one that we want to be around, that we want to lead, that we want to serve, that we want to teach, that we want to aspire to being, because it's the best version of what we can find inside of ourselves, right? So this is about finding the master within. Well, how can you find the master within if you don't go within? And the best way to go within is to practice the three-minute alpha entry, know yourself, create your energy, put it in your body and mind, and then take it to the world so that they can find the real you. And more importantly, so will you. Have a sip of that. Does anybody have anything to add? Any questions? Any comments? Thank you. Still feel my heart beating. <laughs> so ultimate awareness is a pillar of meditation, is a state of being. So feel yourself. Feel your palms. Put your palms to the to the sky. Allow yourself to see if there's a pulse. Check the temperature. See if you can feel the air passing over them. See if you can feel the energy in between the spaces of each digit. And then, which of the fingers do you feel most? For each finger represents different information inside your body, different organs, different meridians. And then, of the three sections of the four fingers, which of those do you feel most? Because those represent different levels within the body. Do you feel the soles of your feet with a pulse similar to the palms? And are they in sync? Or do they beat at a different pace? You can close your eyes and calm yourself and feel the pulse slow. The alpha state is like a wave and it originates from the brain, the commander, the leader, your government. And once you've achieved that set of alpha state, you can feel it roll over you like a wave 
down your entire body. The next and most important thing to note is are you grounded into the earth? Imagine you're in an elevator on the top floor and you enter the elevator in the alpha state. You press the button for the ground floor and slowly watch the doors close. You feel the descent and the change in gravity as you slowly go down as the elevator lowers. As it reaches the ground floor, it has a curious bounce. And it's this feeling that is the exact feeling when you feel grounded and consciously decide to be so. And your body has a little pull and bounce into the earth. So should you be challenged to leave the alpha state because it's such a fantastic place to live. You can simply allow yourself to get in the elevator and press the ground button at the end of your practice. And as you arrive at the bottom and you are confirmed that you are grounded, you can come out having decided what energy you want to use that alpha state to create as you enter the world again. So do that now. Decide what you want to use this energy, how you want to put it in your body, what you want to be for the rest of the day. Imagine it taking you all the way into bed where you get to do it again before you sleep. Take your elevator ride. Once you've done this, you can open your eyes. <clears throat> I want to thank y'all all for being here. This is awesome. To the world out there, may you achieve and live in the Alpha State as much as possible for the sake of yourselves, one, and then two for the rest of us. And blessings to all. Love and light. May we be in peace, go in peace, and teach peace. Peace. Peace.